I think that that's where leaders in our business and, and how our business is perfectly structured with teams, with leaders at every level, it makes so much sense because we as younger generations in this business need coaching. And, and coaching is the key word. We need coaching to know how to apply that information to ourselves, right. to our lives, and to our business in and order to find success. Our millennial friends want that. They yes. want to feel empowered. Yes. They want to make their own decisions. They just need to figure out and where to get. And they might be missing that at their sure. current job, right? Podcasting from Wealthwave Studios in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Leadership Now, the official vision and strategy podcast of Wealthwave. Today, we had a great session talking about success leaves clues. You know, and when I think about the clues that success leaves, uh, I wanted to, to interview Lauren and Krista today because they have been around this their whole lives. You were literally born into this business and been around so many of our successful leaders and from all the events you've gone to and all the incentive trips and all the things. I mean, you were born and a minute later you're in Hawaii. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just... And you too, of course. And, yeah. and as, I, as I think about that, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about the, uh, the impact because I know you guys are now building this business and you're trying to pattern what you're doing after things that you see and people that you hear talk and you're around this all the time. So talk about that for a second. How's, how's that going so far? Well, it's been great. I mean, <laughs> uh, growing up in it was awesome. I mean, to be honest, we really didn't know the difference. When you're little, you don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did know that as we started to talk to our friends and stuff like that, it was like, oh, you don't go to Hawaii and pet the dolphins? Okay. <laughs> you know, those kind of things. But we really realized that, you know, y'all were giving us such worldly experiences and um, teaching us about the world and teaching us about business and leadership. Um you know, throughout our lives, too, talking about leadership at the dinner table or... I was just about to say that. Right. And instilling those those values in us. Yeah. Well, I remember you guys would come to my office and play, and you would make little posters for me and stick them behind my doors. Surprise. Big dream, big team. Yeah, we we, we heard you on a conference call, and you're pacing around, and you're like, big dream, big team. And me and Krista were like, ooh, let's put sparkles on that. (laughs) And we we drew that on a big thing and then put it on the back of your door because... That's what our dad was talking about right. daily. Right. So, wow. Wow. you know, it was the blank fax paper that said WMA at the top of oh, it. Oh <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Because we, we were playing yes. Office. We were playing Office. Oh, is that what yes. you're doing? Yes. Yeah. We used to like conference each other in the different conference rooms, and then like report to each other what art we were doing. And I thought it was funny you talked yeah. about your hair sticking up today when oh, you were on the phone. Because yeah. I would wake up to that with my school alarm. It yeah. would go off. I had a Buzz Lightyear school alarm that would go off, and I would hear you on the phone, and it's. You you know, 6 37 a.m. Oh, yeah. And you're pacing, and you would always have your hat on, and you know. Hey, man, how you doing? Oh, yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. But yeah. this is not supposed to be like an expose. Yeah. Anyway. You know, explaining to everybody what, what we're doing. Yes, but it proves that you talked about the habits before yeah. noon. What are you doing yeah. every day to yeah. build those yeah. habits? And mm-hmm. yeah. Getting paid by the word. Well, and being a musician like I was, you know, you, you stay up late, you get up late. <laughs> and and then our business doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And so the the more desire that I had, the more I'd spring out of bed in the morning, mm-hmm. and uh, and had to had to get it done. And I I knew what was at stake. What was at stake was the future. Right. I wanted to have a great future, mm-hmm. and I didn't feel like I had one coming because the the, the path I was on was I couldn't see from here to greatness. Mm-hmm. But when I got around Hubert and I got around somebody who had achieved like he had, I kept, I, I had one thought. I'll just say I'll just say what he says. I'll do it like he does it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and if not only that, 
if I could do it with him, mm-hmm. if he's going to stand next to me as I say it, whatever I don't get right, he'll say it. Mm-hmm. I can't miss. Right. right. And so when it came time to consider moving here, I realized that's the luckiest day of my life, that we could pick up and move across the country and be here. And for 10 years, I was with him every single day. And, and sometimes I was going to a ball game. I can't even tell you how many times I sat in a Braves game watching Greg Maddox pitch, and behind me was him sitting. He had, he had five seats and five seats, mm-hmm. and he would make sure he'd give me the ticket where I'm sitting here, and he'd be right behind me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm watching the ball game, eating peanuts, and, and he'd lean over and tell me what's going on. And, and not the ball game, what, what we're going to do tomorrow. We gotta, we're going over here. We, right. And, and my mind just, I learned, I conditioned my mind to, to do it that it's way. It's always that forward thinking. Success is just contagious if you get around it. And, and in our business, luckily in our team and our, our company today, we've got so much success that could be contagious. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to build assets, we got leaders doing that, you could pattern. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to build a, the insurance side of what we do, if you want to build a big team, we've got leaders that have done every bit of it, not just for a minute, but for a very long time. Right. And we all been flying in formation for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, in the same company, on the same team, going to the same events and meetings and contests right. and trips, shooting for the same promotions. Right. All that makes a difference, and I think that as you guys now have your career going, it's it's something that you can now say, well, I, I think I can become an SMD because I'm around people that have done it, and my dad did it, and Uncle Bill did it, and we've, we've all done it together. Mm-hmm. So right. why wouldn't you think you could do it? Right, yeah. Very true. So when you recruit somebody today, Krista, what, what does that look like for you? What are you trying to do? Right. I was actually thinking of a new teammate of mine while you were speaking, and I would always say to him, you know, and do this and do that, and I'm going to give you the live stream link first and the podcast link, and anytime you're in the car, listen to it, learn about it, take some notes. I mean, I've even, you know, talked to Siri in my car before. Just get these words in your heart, in your body, mm-hmm. because it just flows, and I'm duplicating, I'm memorizing and replicating what the great leaders have done, and it worked for them. So it and must, it's on a podcast. Right, yeah. and it's so easy, but like you were saying, I mean, they just applied themselves as we're applying ourselves, but we're utilizing the tools. I mean, that was a great last slide you finished with, that mm-hmm. it's up to you. You have to use what we've so you know wonderfully well thought out for you, and, and it works. Mm-hmm. I was thinking just the other day, the, the, one of the leaders I had back in the 80s, he would come to Cincinnati and he would do a meeting in our office, but that wasn't enough for me. And I knew he was going to the other office, which wasn't a team I was part of, but I'd go over there and I couldn't sit in a seat because he had his team sit in those seats. So I'd stand in the back with my, my notepad, just hoping that if I could hear it one more time, mm-hmm. hear him say it one more way, maybe he'd say it a little differently or I'd hear it a little differently, right. yeah. and I would write it all down. And you know what? All these years later, that entire room full and all those chairs full of people, they're not in the business anymore, but I am. Because mm. I wanted it that bad. Right. And I'd go over there. And of course, today, it's on a podcast. You were yeah. telling me the other day that you, when you want to do something, you could find somebody who does it well, right. mm-hmm. pull it up, mm-hmm. listen to it over and over, get the words, the phrasing, the way they do right. it. And we keep producing this incredible content mm-hmm. yeah. that makes that so easy to do. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, there's no lack of information. There's no lack <laughs> of, of learning. And, and it really isn't that hard. In fact, uh, you know, we have said this and a lot of our team members have said this. When you plug yourself into the videos and the podcast and all that stuff, and then you find yourself, let's say, in front of a client or a new team member or whatever, and you're the one speaking, 
you kind of just flow and you're like, yes. where did I get all this? Right. You know, and it, you find it in the back of your head. And I think it's because you've absorbed it. Yes. Because you've listened to it again and again. Right. And then you're like, I knew more than I thought I did, you know, because right. you've heard it said right. the right way with the right tone and the right words. Like you always say, to try to skip the amount of years that yeah. you need. Yeah. Right. Um, so, I mean, it works. It works. Right. That's why all of our leaders, and including us, we listen so intently to Green Carpet Day and mm. the Leadership Live. Yes, we've heard it a million times, but it's said differently. It hits at a different angle each time, and yeah. it's so vital just to take as many notes as possible, add your two cents to it, and there you go. There's mm -hmm. your business. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like when we do these overviews we do. Like, a lot of guys still do Tuesday night meetings. Mm -hmm. And even though it's the same basic slides, mm -hmm. every week's a new week. Right. Something yeah. new happened in the news. Something's going on in the country. You know, the, this year we have inflation. Right. Mm -hmm. For 39 years, we did not have inflation yeah. of any quantity you could measure. Yeah. Down below 2%. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and now... You know, who, who would have, if I would have told you that, hey, in 12 months, gasoline's going to cost 45% more than it does now, you'd say, what? Right. It's not possible. Mm -hmm. Right. Here it happened. Mm -hmm. right. um, mortgage rates have gone up, mm -hmm. you know, double what they were a year ago. Right. It's incredible when, when that kind of situation's going on. What that means is if you're ready, mm -hmm. if you have the words, if you have the tools, you can get to build a business around that. I think we've found that more conversations are being had because of all of this uncertainty going Definitely. on. They're calling in, we're calling out, saying, yeah. hey, let's talk about it. Let's see what that looks yeah. like for you. Now, yeah. what does that mean for your friends? I mean, you guys are young and, and you got a lot of young friends. Mm -hmm. how, are, how is the millennial generation when it comes to this? What, how are they reacting to it? I mean, most of the time they're tuning in because they're, they're listening to the news and they're hearing their parents talk about it or their mm -hmm. siblings or their coworkers or whatever. And uh, everyone isn't really sure what to do about it. Right. Um, and in general, people, you know, a lot of our clients we're finding are that are millennials or other younger generations. They're trying to figure out: Am I doing the right thing? Could I be doing more? And and could I be learning more to make better decisions? Right. Most feel they're at the beginning of their life and the, therefore the beginning of their decisions. Right. And so, you know, a lot of them know they want to make good decisions and they want to start off on the right foot. Mm -hmm. Now, interestingly, what we're also finding is. Uh, the millennial generation is actually the most educated generation in the history of the United States, which is wonderful mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, now public access to information and public access to education is available for everybody. Um, so that's great. But that's great for us because what that means is that these younger generations are very used to learning. They're very used to education. It's not hard for them to plug in or to understand that in order to be good at something, you need to learn about it first. But they still didn't get about money. No, they did absolutely no. not. No. And and now that they are in the workforce, they're right. kind of pissed about it. Right. You know, and I mean, they realize it's affecting them now. Inflation yeah. affects them. They're and like, what in the world? Right. Like, how did we not, you know, I mean, we've said a couple of times on this show that my husband graduated from Georgia Tech with the degree of industrial engineering. Georgia Tech is the number one industrial engineering school in the world. He didn't go there for that. He went there to, because it was Georgia Tech, but yeah. just so happens it is. Therefore, he has a lot of friends that are industrial engineers. Mm -hmm. When they came to one of my How Money Works classes, they were all at this circle table and they're all looking at each other and they were getting more and more and more upset because they're like, yeah. how did we graduate? We are engineers and we never learned about this stuff. Like they really felt gypped. 
Right. And and it's because it's it's not taught in schools, right. whether that means high school or whether that means college mm -hmm. or one of the best you know schools for whatever your your degree is in the world. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's not taught in schools. And and what we also find is every once in a while we'll hear someone say, "Oh, I actually did take a course on money in high school." But you know what they learned? How to like write a check. Like who writes checks anymore? You know, or they learned, um, you know, how to make sure that you um, look at all of your expenses and, and try not to go get coffee every week. And it's like, that's not money skills, you right, know? Right. I mean, like, forget the whole coffee concept. Right. Let's focus on the, you know, so the milestones really resonate. Um, the milestones are just like a huge deal because that's what millennials and, and other younger generations want. They want. Right. Here's a checklist. Attractive. This is what right. I need to think about. Right. If I take care of these things, I'm good. Right. You know. Number two being the most important right now, proper protection. Right. Because everyone is so freaked out by everything going on. Right. And when COVID was around, oh my gosh. I mean, how many calls did everyone else get as well? Mm -hmm. With people saying, what are we going to do? What happens if I get sick? Right? Yeah. One of the other things that always has amazed me is how little you actually have to save in your 20s or early 30s. Oh, totally to then be wealthy when you get to be my age mm -hmm. because you have all that time yeah. and the clock's ticking. I know. And with time going by, every day you don't do it, today you don't have to, to have to grow. But it's funny because our friends think that they do have so much time. Totally. So we'll just wait five years. Oh, we'll no just big wait till we're in our you know, late yeah. 30s, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll start. But you wow. know what the How Money Works presentation does is it creates a sense of urgency, yes. rightfully so. Yes. And, and every time you end that presentation, they're like, Okay, well, I don't want to wait another second more. Right, right, How right. can I get this going? And yeah. that's by design. Right. You know, again, one of those things that y'all as leaders have thought about and designed for us, knowing that that's going to be the reaction because you have the experience to say, okay, these are the things that you say to really motivate people because that's part of our roles. That's mm -hmm. part of our job is to encourage and motivate people because often they haven't had the education to know how to do so themselves. Right. And they probably haven't been in a room or a situation where they've learned about all that to feel right. the urgency. So, so it's a really big role you have. And then I think on the business side of things, the whole success leaves clues um, concept is really important for younger generations that are in this business because you know we we as ge the younger generations we grew up in the internet era we have access to information at our fingertips all the time mm -hmm. it's not hard for us to get info right if we need anything we google it we're probably googling every single day 20 times a day right mm -hmm. for all different things so getting access to the information isn't hard. You know, for us, it's a no-brainer to go follow the podcast or watch a Leadership Live episode or whatever. What we need help with is knowing how to interpret that information. And I think that that's where leaders in our business and, and how our business is perfectly structured with teams, with leaders at every level, it makes so much sense because we as younger generations in this business need coaching. Mm -hmm. and, and coaching is the key word. We need coaching to know how to apply that information to ourselves, right. to our lives, and to our business in and order to find success. our millennial friends want that. They yes. want to feel empowered. Yes. They want to make their own decisions. They just need to figure out and where to get. And they might be missing that at their sure. current job, right? Yes. They're like, mm -hmm. nobody's coaching me. Right. Nobody is giving me, and I don't have the opportunity to make more money. Mm -hmm. So. There, there's pain points there that are right. really easy to tap into. Well, that's yeah. incredible. Mm -hmm. Well, let me finish with this because I think this is important, that not just what we do for families, but what we do for our leaders. 
you know, and sometimes the example we set, like you, you guys come from a generation that you just text somebody or you email somebody and that's yeah. it. Mm -hmm. But there's a, there's a lot more to leadership than that. There's a, there's a lost art sort of, like I know last week you did some interviews mm -hmm. and I know you sent each, each person a handwritten note afterwards. Mm -hmm. The handwritten note is one of the secret weapons of the, of the world. It really mm -hmm. is. When you communicate with people, handwriting a note in a book or handwriting a card, mm -hmm. it's just priceless and how it makes people feel. And do you know that both people you sent those those handwritten notes to took a picture of it and sent it to me? Yeah, and, I didn't tell you yeah. that I did that. Yeah, I know. Now, how did you learn to do that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well one, mom taught us that Sorry. after every situation, you, you know, write thank you notes Absolutely. at your birthday or you whatever. thank you, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yes. thank you, I enjoyed it, thank you for thinking of me, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But then also, to be honest, we've seen you do that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I I saw for years you've had Tom Matthews stationery. I know now your current stationery is Wealth of Green with Tom Matthews, you yes. know. So I did my version, and I have my Lauren stationery in my favorite color, lilac, and it has my name and this cute little font and everything. But, but I've seen you do it, and I've also seen how you make people feel, and then also reverse. I've seen people in our business do that to you. Mm -hmm. I know we both have. Like, uh, I remember, I mean, you, you touch thousands of people and talk to thousands of people, and there's honestly a very small fraction of them that say thank you and write you notes or think right. of you and give you right. little gifts. Not that that's necessary and nobody right. needs to flood him now, but, but I'm just saying it matters. Right. It means something. It means more now that yes. it's not the norm yes. anymore to handwrite. Right. Right. Yes. I mean, it's very interesting. It stands out, and I'll, you keep those things. I'll never forget the first trip when I moved to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I, was, I traveled the country for two years teaching people about computers, which sounds weird because <laughs> everybody's got a computer today. They got them everywhere. Yeah. But back then, nobody had a computer, and they didn't think they needed one, and they thought what I was doing was ridiculous. And so I had to go paradigm shift these people and into, the, into what was going to now be, I knew it was their future, mm -hmm. the Internet and emailing and all these things, using a computer for proposals. And I went on this first trip, and we went seven straight days. I had seven sets of suits and shirts and ties, and we wore ties every day back then, mm -hmm. and flew from city to city to city and came home just exhausted. Yeah. And I got home, and, uh, and Hubert knew I was a big basketball fan. I love Michael Jordan and Larry Bird and, and, uh, and, and the Lakers. You know, any, anybody that excelled, Magic Johnson. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had Pat Riley speak at one of our conventions, and it had been that summer. And he got Pat Riley to sign a basketball for me. Mm. And he kept it. And when I got back from my first trip, that basketball was waiting for me on my desk with yeah. a handwritten note from Hubert mm. telling me much, how, what a difference I'm making and how much he appreciated right. it. And how even though every leader in the company doesn't appreciate you today, there'll come a day when they're going to love you and appreciate what you did for them, mm -hmm. even if they don't say it. Right. That's cool. And, um, and I just I looked at that and I thought, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And I, I think the guys that got your note last week probably thought the same thing. You know what? I can do this. Mm -hmm. I can keep... They were calling on companies and teaching the classes and turning right. those into clients. Right. And they probably said, you know what, this is, this is, this is, I'm home. Right. Well, it kind of goes back to what you've always taught us, that people don't always necessarily remember what you say, but they will always remember how you made them feel. Right. Wow. Definitely. Well, there you go. What can I say? I don't, there's nothing to say after that. <laughs> We've been taught well. We're very grateful. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. And I'm very proud. <laughs> you too or something else. So, uh, again, today was a, a, a lesson about mm -hmm. success leaving clues and uh, no, no better example of that than you two. So thank you for all you're doing and uh, you make me proud every single day. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Now, Wealthwave's official podcast. 
If you like this episode and want to hear more, check out wealthwave.com slash podcast or leadership now on iTunes. Join us each week to grow as an entrepreneur and succeed as a leader in the financial business with Wealthwave.